welcome to episode 187 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Mel, my surname is Urbacker. I am joined by another Mel. Her middle name is the Parkrun Adventurers podcast number one fan, self-proclaimed, and her surname is Ellis. Mel, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Mel. Nice to be here again. And I've dodged the intro again, which I'm always happy about. (laughs) I think I need to plan it better in future that you're here for an even episode. (laughs) Or if you'd like to have a go at just redoing my intro, you're more than welcome. No, no, you did well. No, it's all good. Okay. (laughs) I'm glad I've got your (laughs) approval. Thanks for that. Um, Mel, I hear you had a bit of an adventure on the weekend to uh, regain a certain status of sorts. I did. I did. So uh, I have been up until recently uh, a states person in the state of Victoria, in the greatest state, but we had a recent spate of uh, launches down here. So and one particular weekend we had three launch on one day. And um, sadly, I had to work that day, so I was absolutely devastated, missed all three, and I've slowly been catching up. So um, while my family went off on on um, to, to Aurora a few weeks ago, uh, I ventured out there on Saturday to yes, get my title, to get my crown back. <laughs> Your crown. There's a crown? There's a crown with statesmanship? Oh, you know, it's okay, tiara, whatever. Oh, I need to get me one of those. So what does it take to become a states person in Victoria these days? How many events are we talking? 80. We're up to 80. Uh, notwithstanding the, um, obviously, the prison park runs, but we, we don't count them because not, they're not, you know, open to everybody. <laughs> so we just go with the um, the regular events. And, yes, we've got 80 now in Victoria. So we're sitting um, a few behind Queensland and New South Wales, I believe, which um, you've got 100... 104 or so up there in Queensland, I think, and 91 in New South Wales. But we're catching up. We've got a few on the card, so I so I'm... yeah. For for a state though, and I've I've long had this um, argument with Scotty that for for the state that he claims to be the greatest, and that's where all the runners come <laughs> from, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, Third on the scale of the amount of park runs in Australia. I know you did a, a good job of trying to catch up last year and you made some excellent ground. This year everybody slowed down just a little bit. Uh, interesting, though, that you had three launches all in one week. Yeah, that, that sent a few a few, um, a few states people into, uh, into a spin. Yeah, nothing like the kind of tizzy where you go, where you don't know where to go. But this is... I know. First parkrun world problem. Uh, exactly. You know, spoilt for choice, which is always. A- Wouldn't we just all want to have three new events we could go to every week? Three launching every week. That would. I'm doing my best to catch up to the ones that already exist. So that would put me way behind. Insert cliche here. <laughs> Due to the delay, I actually picked up a Wilson Index number um, by by venturing to event six at Aurora. However. I still haven't got a five, so it hasn't really helped greatly. But And when you get a five, what will that bump you up to then? Ten. Woo. <laughs> it's hard. I got a Wilson Index last weekend, but it was <laughs> something random like 284. I did check before I went to see whether or not it, w- <laughs> it would contribute to my long game. <laughs> <laughs> and it did, uh, which is always nice, but obviously not the the major motivating factor because just like Victoria and Queensland we don't have a lot of new events going around so the lower numbers are a lot harder to come by but that's okay yeah you need to wait for an event to launch that's close to home and then you can just hit it every every few weeks when you need that number but then that inter- interferes with your touring schedule so like you said first world problem yeah well that's the thing don't want to break my tourist streak as well. So all these all these interconnecting challenges messing with each other. How are you going with your tourist streak? I think I'm up to twenty-four. Nice. And that has been that has been more than over twelve months, I think. So once you it's it's kind of like run streaking where you're doing a mile a day. You know, you get to a certain number and it's taking you such a time to get there that you don't want to break it because then you would start back from zero again yeah but anyway 
did you have a good morning when you regained your tiara? I did. There was other there was other tourists, Victorian tourists there that I got to catch up with, which was lovely. And there was a couple of other ugly singlets. Bruce Purdy was there wearing his, and I believe Fiona Davies was there. I didn't get a chance to really chat with Fiona. Sorry, Fiona, I did intend to, but I think you you um, wandered off while I was uh, had my back turned. <laughs> but next time. Yeah next time and uh, I went on my own um, Paul was off chasing uh, his own Wilson index numbers at Camp Aspey. and so and Zoe had a had a week off she's having a rest before the busy Christmas time so getting a bit tired at the end of the year for a 10 year old yeah well, that's understandable yeah and what about you Mel I saw reference to uh, a bobsled or something on your Instagram and your Strava. So what's going on with that? Well, the time has come. In fact, the time was probably well overdue that we upgraded from two single prams, one of which was not a running pram. It was just a little lightweight, compactable travel pram that didn't cope very well with some of the rougher courses. Upgraded to a double, a side-by-side double pram, which is the size of a small trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Or, yeah, it's it's just I need one of those signs that says wide load and, and maybe a orange flashing light or something like that. <laughs> it doesn't, unless I collapse it, it doesn't fit out my front door. So you can't just wheel it in really? and out of the house. No, and I can't just wheel it in and out of the garage unless I open the garage door that you use for cars. So it's, yes, very large. It's a little bit hilarious actually because I did try to fit it out the front door and then I – I said to Adam when he got home, oh, can't get it out the front door. We're going to have to take the wheels <laughs> off to get it out. And he's like, why don't you just collapse it <laughs> and carry it out? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. I was just having such a mum brain moment. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'm just going to have to take the wheels off <laughs> to get it <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't my finest moment. Sleep deprivation, I think, is playing a part in my life a lot of late. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we've upgraded to the double pram and I was super excited to try it out because this is an investment in my health and exercise because when I'm at home, yeah, I can take the boys out in the car and we can go for a walk or whatever, but it's very slow going because Wesley Pace, two and a half year old, not very far or fast and if he wants to get in the pram, which is usually the case after a certain distance, then I have to put Emmett in the carrier. And like nine, nine and a half kilos in the carrier while you're pushing another 15 in the pram. It's not much fun. So I pretty much don't get much exercise during the week. And now now I can. Although <laughs> it had its trial run on Saturday morning and the pram itself weighs 16 kilos, the bobsled. I'm calling it the bobsled because it's it's a bob branded pram and it reminds me of cool runnings i don't know i think were we podcasting when there was an 80s theme at kiwana park run i think it was about three years ago i think we were yeah no we must have been because uh wes was around and he didn't come along till after we started potting so long time listeners might remember that my whole family got dressed up as the Jamaican bobsled team from Cool Runnings. And we have the the one-piece Lycra outfits and we had a little Wesley-sized version and we dressed up our single pram as the bobsled with a Jamaican flag and everything. Went all out. It was great fun. And I love the movie Cool Runnings and very excited to have a bob now that I can call a bobsled because (laughs) there's this I, I don't know. You, you've seen the movie? Oh, yeah, and I vaguely remember the photos too. I'm, my mind's racing now the, the, back when you did that. Yeah. So in, in the movie there's uh, one of the characters is having a bit of a crisis of, of faith in himself and his own abilities uh, because he's not a runner, you know, he, he's – and or, or a – Or a bobsledder. Skater or a bobsledder. He's he's not an <laughs> athlete. He makes go-karts in his little village and races go-karts and that's how he um he got into it. He was going to be the driver in his head but then he was told, no, no, you're not going to be the driver, you're going to be one of the other guys. And so he was being given a pep talk 
by one of the other athletes who was a runner and and looking in the mirror and his mantra, which he has to repeat over and over, is I see pride, I see power, I see a badass mother who won't take no crap off of nobody. And so for me, it's just like, yes, these are all <laughs> these are all powerful, go push this 40 kilos worth of pram and children up some undulations and heels out on 5K course, even though you've got spaghetti arms and your legs haven't done any exercise in six months beyond a bit of a walk. <laughs> and it's so wide that you just knock everybody else off the path. Yes. Well, I didn't have to worry about that this week because we got to park run a little bit late and they had just started. And so we, we had to do a bit of racing to catch up to the tail walkers to overtake them. So I didn't have to worry about knocking other people off the course yet. And I will always be very conscious of sticking to the back or where I'm, you know, <laughs> appropriately timed for a finish time, et cetera. So we're not going to be a hazard because realistically a double side-by-side pram is, it is a wide load. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's going to be called the bobsled and it had its first outing. I was sore for two days. <laughs> <laughs> arms and back and quads my quads must have got a bit of a workout with some of the little undulations that um were on the baron bar course that's where we were we were at baron bar uh having an adventure out that way for the first time which was very cool because it's one of the rare beauties that is a single loop course it's not an out and back it's not a multi-lap you just start in one spot and you don't retrace your steps at all and you just go around a big loop through some wetlands which was really nice and um very well signposted which was an extra bonus given the late start and having to catch up to people there's uh, some permanent arrows on the concrete footpaths around the way so whenever you have come to a junction and you might not know you just look at the ground and you you're directed where to go so that was great we had a really good morning and I mean apart from (laughs) Wes may have asked several times if he could get out and walk so I'm not sure how often at park run he's uh, like I'll be pushing the pram purely and simply because I don't think my speed at the moment is sufficient to satisfy him Um, I think he thought his walking would be faster than me pushing him in the pram. <laughs> so there might be some creative negotiating in the future. If anyone has any tips for how to keep children in a pram happy for, um, you know, 50 minutes to an hour without letting them get out and walk, please let me know what they are because I can use all the help I can get. Or, or what I always did with my kids basically is you just never let them get out so they don't know it's an option that you can get out. So it was just always go to the shops, get in the pram, do all the shopping, come home, back in the car, whatever. Yeah. We never walk. So they so they didn't even question it. They didn't even like, oh, this is a thing we can get out and walk. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be a, a factor. And I didn't let him get out and walk and I don't think Adam ever has yet either. Um, it's just like when I take him to the plaza or, or wherever, and you know those kitty rides that you can put $2 in and they'll spin mm. around for a minute. Um, Wesley doesn't know that those things move. So he, I've seen you post about that. Yeah, he is perfectly happy to sit in them and just pretend to drive the steering wheels and, yeah, it doesn't need to move. Um, and, and somebody said, oh, you know, you can get an app that you, you don't have to use cash, you just – like pay the app and it goes direct to your credit card and you get two free rides to, if you sign up to the app. And I'm like, yeah, but the second he knows it moves, that's what he's going to ask for every time and then it's going to cost money, whereas right now he's happy. So <laughs> as long as I can keep that illusion up, <laughs> I will do so. But anyway, it was a wonderful morning as usual at Park Run. Hello, we've just finished the Gawler Park Run in uh, Adelaide, and I'm with... Uh, Neil Sanders, co-event director. And... Jules Reed. And it was a, a beautiful day here in Adelaide, and uh, Neil, you're the event director. 
How long has this course been going for? Uh, it started here in July uh, 2017, um, so we've just done our 127th run today. Okay, and were you one of the people uh, who started up the course here? Um, no, the original event founder was a lady by the name of Cheryl McKibben, um, who has now moved on to, she started up a, another park run at Stebbin Heath. Um, so myself and Jules came on as co-event directors uh, in December, January, um, 12 months ago. Mm. And what got you into doing the uh, directing? Um, I've been a regular volunteer uh, previously and just really enjoyed it. I, when I started doing park run here, uh, it was really a case of wanting to, to run, but I soon got the idea that I was actually enjoying volunteering as, as much as the running. Um, so when somebody needed to sort of come in and help out, I was quite happy to do so. And uh, you just get to know so many people and it's just got a really nice, friendly vibe to it all around. It did come across as being extremely friendly today. Yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of sort of like the, the friendly atmosphere and the, um, we've got a fantastic bunch of volunteers. Uh. Okay. And Jules, how long have you been running for? Uh, I, I really don't know. I just did a... Um, a Goller used to have a 5k thing around the town and I did that one, one year, that was years ago. And then, yes, found Park Run, and then have been coming, coming ever since. Ever since. Ever since, yes. Okay. And our uh, run director for the day is Jeff. And Jeff, how many uh, times have you been run director? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably, yeah, but maybe eight to a dozen, something like that. Okay. It was very well done this morning, and you do seem to have a pretty good mob of people there. Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's an excellent park run. Friendliest okay. bunch of people you could meet. Yeah. I'm biased. I do like Gawler. Uh, for our <laughs> listeners, my father was born here. I've got sentimental attachment to the place, and the people do seem really good. Okay, and Neil, one of the things I did like was uh, your cars, uh, the number plates. <laughs> Could you describe your, your car number plates for the listeners? Well, we're very proud at Gawler that we've got, um, we've got twins, as we like to, like to put it. So we have PK Run 1 and PK Run 5. Um, so that's Jules's car and my car. And we do try and park next to each other most weeks here. And there's a f been a few comments um, from visitors um, regarding those number plates. No, I, I did love that, actually. <laughs> Going through the whole lot. And the other one is, I believe it's a significant run for you today. Yeah, there, there was rumours that it was my 100th birthday today. But um, <laughs> I'd like to just quash that. It wasn't my 100th birthday. It was actually my 100th park run. So I thought I'd better dress up a little bit for the occasion. So I thought a black suit white shirt and a, and a bow tie might be the order of the day. Uh, you'd dress up every day if you could. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will He's say... He's a serial dresser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I believe is another feature of the uh, residents of Gawler, but we'll, we'll leave that side as well. <laughs> uh, Neil was superbly dressed. The, it was one of the nattiest suits on a runner I think I've ever seen. And, and you were flying, which is quite amazing. I was yeah. impressed with that. Uh, another question I might ask is, uh, for, from our run director for the day, could you describe the course? Uh, it's a nice course, plenty of shade, it meanders along a creek bed with some lovely little uphills. <laughs> <laughs> a surprising little uphill at the turnaround. Yeah, a nice um, leg tester at the turnaround and a leg tester at about uh, 600 metres to go. And anything to add to that? Um, well, we do we do try and warn visitors when they come. We always sort of if people come along to the first timers brief, we always sort of say to them that um, yeah, just look out for the hills and just think the fact that near the start you've got a nice downhill soon after the start. But just remember, as you're coming to the finish, you're going to have to run back up that. So just plan ahead. Although the reactions are quite funny when you they don't get warned, they come back to the finish and they go, oh, it didn't tell me about the hills. So. <laughs> The other one I did like was the helipad there, so I don't know if you've ever had cause to uh, get the ambulance no. in. No, no, very good. I'm glad we, we to. We try to sort of we, keep the flyers on the course rather than uh, rather than sort of take them anywhere else. Yeah. I, I think that's about it. It's an enjoyable mob mob of people, uh, I, except for that hill at the end. I've got to admit, I did enjoy the course. I loved it. I do recommend, if anyone happens to be in this part of the world, give a go at the Gawler Park Run.
Very good. And uh, by the way, there will be a Christmas event here for any South Australian listeners or visitors. Okay, thank you very much, folks. Thank you. No thank you. Howdy Parkrunners, Tock reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. Today Jack and I ventured down to the seaside town of Port Arlington, down on the Ballerine Peninsula, about an hour south of Melbourne. I'm with Yvonne, the event director today, or and the run director today. Yvonne, how would you like to describe your course for us? Oh, it's a perfect course for running. It's beautiful, straight out 2.5k along the bay, and then 2.5k back. It's beautiful, and the temperature's perfect. And the uh, course itself is a granitic sand that's really well packed, so it's actually really good to run on. Yep. Uh, on during your run brief, you, you mentioned a wind, and I run the first two and a half K out thinking, I don't know what she's talking about. I got about half a K back, come around a corner and thought, oh, what on earth is that? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, it is a bit of a headwind on the way back, but it's, it is a lovely course. You look out to see, you can see Melbourne in the distance across Corio Bay. Yeah. And uh, you've got quite a few runners out there today. How many do you think you've got on course? Oh, we've got about 30 to 40 runners, which is normal for us. And uh, it's just lovely to see the young people here as well as we've got all the generations coming through. It's, it's a really friendly park run. We're very lucky. Yeah, you've got a, an interesting mix. There's a few locals in there as well as uh, a couple of tourists. We've got a couple of runners coming in now. Oh, one's having a burst up the finish line. There you go. <laughs> Through the finish. Yeah, through the finish. So, well done, good job. All right, well, we might wrap it up there. We might head up for coffee fairly shortly. Yeah, we're very blessed with coffee places as well. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks for your time today, Eva. Thank you. Cheers. Good morning, park runners. It's Sarah here. I'm uh, in Kahuna this morning. Just putting, thought I'd submit a roving report. Just up here. Um, to a bit of doing a bit of touristing with the family. Uh, Kahuna is in the northern um, area of Victoria, not far from the Murray. Uh, from what I know about the course is that it is a two-lap course or two-and-a-half-lap course on the Gunbower Creek. Um, there's a few people gathering here as we speak. Um, so let's see what this run's about and I'll check back in with you a bit later. Hi Parkrunners, so we have just finished at Kahuna and I'm here with our run director today, Kirsten. Kirsten, how long have you been RD at Kahuna Parkrun? Hi Sarah, uh, I've been RDing for about two years, so Kahuna Parkrun's been going for three years um, and I've been, yeah, run director for about three, uh, two of those. And were you, were you, have you, has this been your, your home parkrun since it opened? It has been, yeah, 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 so so we've just celebrated our third anniversary Yep. Um, and yes, we've been here right from the start. Fantastic, now it's a, the course is a three, well two and a half lap course yes. and I love the big tree right down the bottom of the course yes. but um what, what other things, what other little uh, icons or things around Kahuna that you can tell us about about the course and why people from, you know, parkrun adventurers would want to want to pop up here and have a tourist? Oh, they'd love it here. They'd love it here, apart from the atmosphere. Um, we've got this beautiful creekside uh, walking track. So we start off in Garden Park, beautiful green park right next to the creek um, across from the shops. And uh, you wander through, you wander through some parkland, Gilroy Park. Uh, if you're into rock hunting... There's a lot of those little rocks, those coloured rocks that kids can look for um, on their park run. Yes, and uh, so the creek is just, it's a stunning, stunning area. It's just uh, beautiful scenery. Um, so suitable for all types. You know, we've got uh, a lot of people who use prams, um, suitable for them as well. It's just a beautiful atmosphere. It is a beautiful course. It's relatively flat. There's a couple of little undulating areas, but predominantly flat. And the, obviously the, the path changes a couple of times. You go from concrete to bitumen to, uh, as you said, the... Um, the gravel. Yeah. Um, there's so much bird life. I was really surprised how much bird life. It was. I, I, I was running with my six-year-old, and I, although I did have the music going, I could definitely hear all the birds. Um, do you get any other wildlife around the around the park? No, generally not. So it's it's mainly the birds. We've got a lot of ducks around today. Um, a lot of ducks and, and the cockies and everything. Um, but no. We don't usually have any other wildlife around here. <laughs> That's good. Other than, like, just parkrun park people? Parkrun people, yeah. Um, thank you so much for ha having us today. And I love the fact that your cafe is literally right across the road. It is just across the road. <laughs> it is, it is. And, you know, we all go over there. And I'll tell you, our Kahuna um, parkrun family, we are a real little community. Yes. We've formed some great friendships oh, here. So 
Um, I hope you found it really welcoming. It was fantastic. Lots yeah. of high fives, lots of uh, hellos, good jobs on the way around the yeah. course. That was great. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, everyone really fits in. And, um, you know, there, there are people here who we might not cross paths with um, in other areas of our life around town, but we've made really good friendships here. And oh, fantastic. fantastic. How many do you think were here today? Because it looked like maybe, I think last week you got about 40-odd. Yeah, there may be about 30 here. Around about 30, which is average for us. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And it, it, it does tend to build up over summer when more people come. We've got, um, we're a, a, a big tourist area here, so we have a lot of people come over summer. Um, so, we, yeah, our numbers do increase over summer. Fantastic. Well, I will definitely be back. And Parkrun Adventurers, awesome. you need to put Kahuna on your list of parkruns if you haven't already. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks. Hi Parkrun Adventurers, I'm back again. We're just at the uh, finish line here at Kahuna Parkrun and I found one of the front runners today um, and I'll just get him to introduce yourself. Morning Sarah, my name's Shannon Tracy. Hello. I'm from Kahuna, how are you? Good, and I hear you're um, the husband of the ED here. That is very correct, yes, okay. yes. No, go ahead. No, you're not a co-ED or anything? No, I'll let Ames take that. She yeah. definitely did it. Um, I can still remember the, the night we sort of decided we were looking at doing a parkrun. We were both we were in bed looking at things to do. We both wanted to sort of get something more active in Kahuna um, and felt we come across parkrun just, just awesome. online. Um, Ames sort of asked me, you know, Sham, what do you think of this idea? And I said, and we sort of just started doing a bit of running. And we thought, yeah, absolutely, why not? This, this, this sounds amazing. Um, and Aim sort of went with the managerial side of things, and I went more with the, the course design sort of things. Oh, so, fantastic. Uh, we sort of shared the load there. Um, but again, let's be honest, Aim did all the hard lifting, I didn't. So, yeah, that's how Parkrun uh, started here. Good way to start. Good way because Aim's listens to this, she's going to be like, yes, thank you, thank you. Absolutely, <laughs> hun, I'll put a good word in for you. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, how did the course come about? So, basically, I mean, as we know with Parkrun, very stringent. Um, specifications you have to have there can't go on roads etc yep. etc et this was the best area for us in kahuna um, there were other areas we considered doing it um, but start and finish is right in the center of town um, we want it to be visible to the community and also passerbys just again we want everyone doing park run don't we not just oh, in kahuna but absolutely. everywhere um, so we thought well, let's make it visible and as i said we're right along the creek it's a beautiful course this one in kahuna it is fantastic um, so yeah it's nice and flat great course to come and do so oh. it actually it was pretty obvious in the end to, oh, to have it here. I know, I love the fact, I just said to Kirsten, I love the fact that the, the cafes are right across the road. It's such a beautiful course. It's that three, that two, or two and a half laps. It's really good. And you get to say, like the, as we were running past, everyone at the um, scout barcoding skiing table was cheering us on as we went and did our couple of laps. So it was, it's a fantastic atmosphere, a very community event, isn't it? Absolutely. Spot on, Sarah. That, that, fantastic. That's, that's well said. Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Well, if, as I said before, guys, if you haven't been to Kahuna, you need to put it on your list. Absolutely. Thank Th you. Thank you, Sarah. Hi Parkrun Adventurers, I am with the amazing marshal that we had today and his name is Wooly and I've been told to talk to him because I hear he's a bit of a character, which I have uh, I have now seemed to see that yes, I can see why he's a bit of a character and a bit of a larrikin. So Wooly, what's brought you to um, Parkrun? Oh, more or less to help the, the town out and the public and uh, anyone that comes along. Yeah. That's the main thing. So, uh, and uh, to make everyone have a happy morning getting out of bed. Well, you definitely put some smiles on our faces this morning with uh, that cheeky uh, grin you yourself. Get a, you get a lot of comments. Like, yeah, act on whatever they say to you. You might have a five-centre. You make it into a $2. <laughs> That's what you do. And uh, you just pump women up. Like, there's more women come to park right Yeah. So you pump them up, make them feel good, make them want to come back. I know I nearly get some slaps across the faces, but what comes out of my mouth sometimes. Because <laughs> you act on the way they run or the way they walk or the way their arms are uh, moving or whatever, or how they look or how they dress. <laughs> or, or All what, the things that get you in trouble. what perfume they put on oh, because funny. some of that scent gets right stuck up your nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> and what? And so, what else do you love about Parkrun besides of uh, staring, oh, that's up, a lot staring of, that's up a lot everyone? Of likes, that is a that, lot of likes. That's that a, lot is, of likes. That's like, a lot of likes. That's a lot of fun. Once you get out of bed, for me personally, get out of bed on a Saturday morning because it starts a good day. It right? does, doesn't it's, it? It starts a good day. If you put a smile on a little kid's face. Yep. Or a woman's face, you're halfway yeah. there. Oh, you? look, I get it. And I loved my my, my um, oldest, Mr. Campbell, was quite impressed when you said to him on the second lap, now, when you come back again, I'm going to send you through a shortcut. Yeah. And I did get a whole, mummy, a shortcut's allowed at Parkrun. He was very concerned. <laughs> and I said, no, buddy, it's actually the course, but he's just having a bit of a joke Two with and a half laps. That's but what it's all about. It's, it is, it's, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to have a bit of fun. 
But yep. um, no, it's good. No, it's really, really good. Well, you've definitely lightened up our day today, and I hope that many people come and uh, cheer you and I do. You get some high fives. I do get some um, comments from women. They don't know how to take me sometimes, what comes out of my mouth. But in the end, when I get across the finish line and come and see me, come and meet me, they love it. Yeah, it's they good fun. Love it. They oh. nearly give me a kiss before they go, like, honestly. <laughs> it's just awesome. You're lucky I'm buddy married. <laughs> I reckon park runs are big. Biggest way of meeting nice ladies. It is, isn't it? Well, there's definitely been a few. Well, there has been a few parkrun weddings come out over the last few years. Well, I can where tell people you, have met at parkrun. Yeah, well, my brother-in-law was just one that walked away. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. yeah I called him Goanna. It's just the way he runs. I have a special word for certain people, <laughs> and he kind of runs like a Goanna. He struts with his head going sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is brilliant. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I've got a lot of names for certain people. Oh, funny. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. thank you so much for making our morning very entertaining. And I hope you have a, hope you go across the road and have a coffee. We are. And we'll be back. We we'll be back I'll to Kahuna. We'll be You'll back be to Kahuna another time. Wow. Wow. Oh. That's awesome. <laughs> That's uh, Sarah signing off here today, guys. Thank you very much for your time. And we hope to see you out on the touristing somewhere soon. Thanks. So, Mel, how good are our volunteers the event directors that have the matching rego plates at gola uh, that's pretty passionate and and our cheeky uh, marshall at kahuna park run i just love everybody's passion i don't know about you and at your home park run i know you're not there very often out there chasing the world of statesmanship and whatnot but uh, we've got one particular cheeky marshall who <laughs> well he's not always a marshall he's a cheeky volunteer but he loves marshalling because he finds himself out on a spot on the course where people pass him twice and he gives so much lip to everybody, but they all love it too. So um, he only gives what he gets. <laughs> and it really adds to the ambience of the event, you know, the friendliness. And I, I wonder sometimes if people come from overseas and then they park run with us and he he's cheeky with them on course or whether or not the Australian humour translates very well to people from other parkrun countries and whether or not they appreciate or understand that we are just being tongue-in-cheek. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, I think that we're pretty unique and in Australia with, with that kind of thing. Um, going around all the Victorian events, I, I can't say I've, I've come across a lot of it. I've got some standout um, people uh, that are very well known at their individual park runs. Um, you know, Rosebud's got... Uh, got one in particular that uh, has been featured Bev um, that she'd likes to stand and, and give high fives and gives a lot of support and, and they're great they're so supportive and and I just love meeting all those those characters as I go around and visit all the park runs but yeah I'm sure people know that the Aussies are really laid back and it's just part of our culture so I'm pretty sure our tourists wouldn't get too offended. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Any of them that are listening to the podcast anyway. I mean, if they've got used to my humour over all these years. Hey, I still don't really understand the Derek Zoolander kind of club but, you know, I embrace it. It's fine. <laughs> I don't get it but. What's not to get? Well, maybe you need to see the movie. <laughs> Oh, you haven't seen the movie? No. Okay. Problem number one. <laughs> you haven't seen the movie. I know what I'm going to send you for Christmas. You, There's a, a massive gaping void in your life and you don't even know that you have this massive gaping void. You need to watch it and then... Can we have a Love Actually Club? Um. <laughs> um, you might get sort of some interesting characters in that club, possibly. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just I'm in the Christmas spirit. I'm all ugly, singleted, Christmas up at the moment. So <laughs> you and a lot of other people, which <laughs> just absolutely makes my day or my hour every time I see a new singlet picture being posted or whatever on Facebook or Instagram. It's awesome. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they really are. It's very exciting and um, weird at the same time. Weird that people have embraced this little ugly singlet that we designed. I noticed uh, Bruce, and you may have mentioned it earlier, I can't remember, it was it was many, many minutes ago, 
Bruce Purdy was wearing his ugly Christmas singlet uh, on the weekend when you saw him. He actually also sent us a message during the week in relation to last week's pod where we were talking about the Staying Alive Club, Lyndall and I, and that we think Redcliffe needs to be included somehow honorarily in the unofficial club. And he had a great suggestion. Bruce said that maybe committed BGs people would include the first names of the musicians as well. So as well as getting the three Bs and the three Gs, they could also get uh, an R for Robin, an M for Maurice, and a B for Barry. So an extra R, an M, and a B. And then next level, I know you like a level up challenge, <laughs> the truly committed BGs. Or the Stay in Life Club members would make the R happen in Redcliffe. So that's a bit oh, cool. Okay, that's a bit of a pilgrimage, isn't it? It is. I, I would like to say that, you know, I'll, I'll go and pursue this now, but I'm pretty sure I've actually already got the extra R, M, and B, and my R was at Redcliffe. So that would make me still in the Stay in Life Club with the Level Up Challenge completed. Wow. Oh, you're an Uber BG. I'm an Uber BG. But you know what I was thinking? There are so many ugly Christmas singlets out there and there needs to be a collective noun for them. So you might be able to help me come up with one or maybe some people could um, give us some suggestions. But I thought, okay, well, what's the collective noun for koalas? And I Googled it. There's no collective noun for koalas. Really? Really. I know. Well, the thing is they're very territorial and they don't, they're not herd animals. They don't live in um, packs or anything like okay. that. They're quite sort of aloof koalas in general, um, not unlike their cousins, the drop bears. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I will Google uh, the collective noun for pineapples because they're grown in rather large crops and things like that. And what's the collective noun for pineapples? Don't have one. <gasps> oh, so once again, the English language is letting us down. Uh, so can't take any kind of inspiration from a collective noun for koalas or pineapples. I don't know what other elements are on. I mean, is there a collective noun? Maybe we should call it a tinsel. Maybe a tinsel could be the collective noun for ugly Christmas singlets. I like that. I do. I like that. It's a tinsel of ugly singlets. The only thing that came to mind for me was calamity. I don't know why. It just popped in my head. <laughs> I do like <laughs> calamity. Calamity's got to be a, a collective noun for something like naughty ponies or something. <laughs> oh, maybe. Something random. But, yeah, like I like that. tinsel. A tinsel of ugly singlets. Yeah, well, it, I think it makes sense because it's gaudy and Christmassy and one of my favourite smells in the world you know, that's that's the smell of Christmas to me is tinsel. I don't know that um, Australian ugly English singlets after they've been around a park run would smell very tinselly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to test the theory. I'm not, I'm not going to do any research to find out. It might be more like a whiff of ugly Christmas singlets. Well, maybe that's, yeah, a whiff or, yeah, a, whiff, a calamitous whiff. Yeah. Anyway. There definitely needs to be a collective noun. So we'll, let's go with tinsel for now. And if we get any better suggestions during the week, because um, a whiff could just relate to pretty much anyone, any park run and post park run. And it's going to be next Saturday, Mel, ugly Christmas singlet international day. I said that wrong. It is. <laughs> you did. I can't wait. Hopefully we get lots of big groups of people out there. There's probably been people that have just been sitting on their singlets like yourself, waiting for the day, not wearing them yet. Yeah, waiting to crack it out for the big one. But I did mention last week that there is going to be a Make Your Own Ugly Christmas Singlet segment on Facebook, which we will share in the event group. Uh, but there is also now an International Ugly Christmas Singlet Day Facebook page. It is a Facebook page dedicated entirely to ugly Christmas singlets and the day. Am I on that? I have no idea. There is only one person on it at the moment and that's me. <laughs> if you if you want your claim to fame to be I was the second person to ever like the page, then feel free to, to look it up on Facebook and go like it. I'm hoping it gets a couple more likes after the pod goes out. I might, I might have a, a, a scoop on that. And that's where all... <laughs> 
all the future Christmas singlet days will be promoted as well, specifically on that page. And of course, we'll we'll share them on our socials too. However, you know, it's bigger. It's bigger than the pod. International Ugly Christmas Singlet Day. It's going to be massive going into the future. I think it's it's bigger than all of us. It's bigger than a tinsel of ugly Christmas singlets. It's taking over the world. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, but now I I want to come back to we didn't actually dive too deeply into the states people thing, and I I'm keen to know a bit more background because this is something that I have been let's say passively chasing for a few years now and I'm keen to know Melissa when did you start how how did the obsession and the specific goal of knocking off all the Victorians one start for you well so previously I I used to live and and go to Berwick Springs Park Run that was my home park run and I had some very good friends which they're still my friends um Paul and McCullough Curtin and Paul was uh he was on the event team out at Berwick Springs and whenever there was a new event coming up in Victoria and back then in 2000 probably 2015 we're talking um, we didn't have a lot of events and uh, Parkrun wasn't as popular as it is now so Paul would like to go out to all the new events to support the new event team you know and to and just to help out and his lovely wife Michaela would go too and I was friends with them and they'd say do you want to come with and so I'd say yeah sure and I started traveling around to you know whenever new events popped up um, with them so probably 2015 didn't didn't do a lot there was just a few um, but then 2016 I suppose then it started to become a bit more of a, an obsession and I started ever you know wanting to start to tick off all the existing events that we already had as well um, and at this stage was that when your spreadsheet was born <laughs> yeah probably um, and at this stage I, I just started going to the anniversary so whenever one of the um one of the park runs was having an anniversary and I had never been there. I thought, oh, I'll go along because it's a party. I like a party. Will park run for cake? Well, see, I don't eat cake. <gasps> but but I like a party. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you, do, you are partial to a fancy dress. I am, yeah. And that's that's exactly the thing. They were always fancy dress. So I got to wear tutus and dress up. And so I, so I just started going to all the anniversaries through the year and tick them all off and and back then Paul wasn't really park running he wasn't interested and he was like meh go off and do your thing go with your friends that's fine and I did and then once I finally um achieved it and I got to all my events and it might have only been about 40 40 44 something around that number of events at the time in Victoria he sort of went oh that was cool well, I might do that too <laughs> I thought, really you're a bit like the party pool. <laughs> because, right, and and they're quite remote, you know. There's a lot, I mean, it's not as bad as Queensland, but, you know, a, lo- a lot that we you have to travel quite substantially to get to. Um, so, okay, well, off we go again all around Victoria so Paul could do it. And then he gets. Heaven forbid. He gets, what a terrible dilemma. You have to go to all the park runs. I know. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> So I would just go back and try for the PB, of course PB, every time he, he was like, let's go here. Okay, well, you can walk with Zoe because I need to get a PB. Um, and then he went around, he did all his, and then we realised, well, between all my trips and all his trips, Zoe's nearly done them all as well. So then we sort of just thought, oh, well, she's only got so many to go. So then we went around so she could achieve it as well. <laughs> she got a bit of a kick out of that and felt a bit special and we left we left her last one because that's the thing, Mel. You've got to be really careful. You've got to leave a special event till last. Special, a special event. Yeah, yeah. Where you want to go to achieve your statesmanship? You want it to be somewhere where your friends can travel to. That's not too remote, not too far away. Um, somewhere where you can be surrounded by, you know, have a bit of a party, surrounded by your friends. Make it all about me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we we okay. we. Spe- specifically left um, Zoe's last event to be Highlands because, you know, what's not to love about Highlands and the community? I do there. remember this, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, and a lot of our tourist friends travelled on the day and, and she had a little theme, she wanted to be blue and, yeah, it was fabulous. So it's just about making it fun and enjoying it. And, oh, yeah. that's, that's interesting. I, I'd never really considered having like a party and a sort of big celebration about 
finally getting there. I mean, it's it's going to be a labor of love over a very long time. So it, it does make sense that you want to make it a big deal when it happens. You do, because it's a big achievement. Hmm. You know, so you're you're now a states person. You you must be running out of challenges to keep you chomping at the bit to get out. I mean, obviously adventures are always fun anyway, but it's nice to have something to aim towards. We're nearing the end of the year. I've started thinking about my New Year's resolutions and that was actually kicked off by the um, the 100 parkruns video, which celebrated another anniversary back in November. It started me thinking about different things. Have you got any general vague thoughts about potential New Year's resolutions for 2020? Not really. Look, I think, you know, I want to start a new juniors event out my way. Um, And so I've sort of um, made that decision that probably touring will take a back seat next year while I I get a new event up and running and and it's going to you know, going to be a bit more time at home and I'm happy to do that. I think I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to step up and, and take a more active role in an actual in one actual event. But having said that, um, you know, there's always little things in the background. Um, and juniors are on Sundays. Well, that's right. So you can still go away as long as you come home Sunday, Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe um, just not like the really far reaches, I guess. Yeah, so I still haven't completed bingo. I've got a one elusive number that's just driving me insane. I think it's probably going on a year I've been trying to wait to get that. So that's always a little bit of excitement every Saturday morning, just waiting for that results email, like maybe it's this week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think yourself? You sort of think, okay, if I run six minute 20 kilometres over the whole course, then I'll I'll be within a few seconds of it. Do you kind of, I mean, I don't want to say call it manipulation, but I think pacing to try and achieve a particular time is not cheating. (laughs) No, I run flat out. I run as fast as I possibly can every single week. (laughs) Do you really? And I just pray for the gods that maybe this week it's my turn to get. And and every, every event I go, I think to myself, oh, maybe Aurora will be the lovely event that gifts me my last number. And then it's not, so next week I'll go. Oh, maybe. You run flat out every week. What's that like? (laughs) Well, it's slowing down, I have to say, um, because I'm not um, doing events so much or training for long distances anymore. So my park run time's dropping, but you know what? It's fine Um, because – I'm not really worried anymore, Um, but I still still always try and do my best and I still, you know, have that person in front of me in my sights and I still try to catch them, yeah, just to motivate me along, just to motivate me to keep my fitness and, um, yeah. Hmm. But no, uh, no big goals for next year. But what about you? Have you got resolutions in place? Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I... I too have a spreadsheet. <laughs> Good old Google Sheets. They um, are quite handy for trying to collate information and and see things visually all on a page. And I I have got one that is called the Original Hundred. And I mean, obviously, there's an event in there, Harrison Island, which you can't do anymore because it's no longer active. But there are 99 events on that list and I have done 30-something of them and I want to have done more. So maybe, I don't know, loosely thinking maybe try to tick it off so that I'm up to 50 of the originals because that's another way to um, give yourself a criteria for how you're going to choose the next one, especially when you've got a large amount of them all roughly same distance away from you which we we find ourselves in that situation at the moment. So when it comes down to it and you've got three or four to choose from, how how do you choose? Then it might just be, okay, well, this one is also on that list, so maybe we'll do that one first. Um, Yeah, it ticks a couple of boxes. Exactly, exactly. But nothing set in stone just yet or, you know, written on ink as it were. So We'll hopefully have a little bit more time to think about that when we head away over Christmas, New Year's and 
get some more parkrun adventures in in South Australia. I also have said first hundred park runs on my Google spreadsheets. <laughs> but I've only got 25, so you're doing well. You win. I'll let you have that one. Oh, it's not a competition. It's only a competition with Scotty. <laughs> so what I really need to find out is how many has Scotty done? He can write in and tell us. <laughs> he won't, though. He's too lazy for that sort of thing. <laughs> There's the challenge. Prove it wrong, Scott. <laughs> Melissa, it's been fun having you on board again, as always, the podcast train. Thanks for joining me and uh, I hope you'll listen in next week. I don't know who the co-host is yet. We'll have to sort that out. But it will be the final episode for 2019. There's always special stuff included in the pod when that happens. I'm not going to say I don't know what that stuff is because I have a vague idea. <laughs> I'll get I'll get everybody organised by then to make sure it is a wonderful pod as always to round out the year. Thanks for having me, Mel, and thanks for having me in the co-host seat for the three times that you've had me. I've really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to Christmas, ugly Christmas singlet day. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Yes, and everybody, I mean, <sighs> Ugly Christmas Singlet Day, the first, the inaugural international one. It's all about you guys getting out there and loving this crazy concept of of <laughs> wearing this weird design that we came out with at Park Run and having fun and doing it with friends and being festive. And it's going to be successful because of you guys. And we cannot wait to see the pictures okay make sure you get lots of pictures of yourself at park run or you know what just wear the singlet all day long i don't mind if you take a photo of yourself in the grocery store doing your last minute christmas shopping or whatever i want to see it please share it on all the socials facebook instagram twitter if you are so inclined to use twitter and just make sure we see it because we want to see it and we want to share it with everybody and share the love if you haven't joined the Facebook event yet, go do that. It's um, it's the only event that Parkrun Adventurers is hosting at present. And if you want to go and join the Facebook page for International Ugly Christmas Singlet Day, that is the name of it on Facebook. Look it up and give us a like and be part of the shenanigans. Have an amazing International Ugly Christmas Singlet Day this Park Run Day, everyone. We'll see you out there. <laughs>